to Disney Minus Rebirth Rebirth, the regular Disney Minus companion podcast where I am uh, dragging Cat through the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, I'm Steven. I'm just going to drop the, the bit that I was doing because it's not going to work anymore <laughs> after this game. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Cat, and I'm going to be nice this time. Uh-huh. You say that. <laughs> I'm going to actually, I'm going to put in a real effort. Okay. Well, then. Um, do you remember what happened last time? Uh, not a ton of it. Fair. Just because I was up really late last night, so. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, we, we finished Sora's story of Chain of Memories. Um, I remember that we finished him. I just don't remember all of what happened. Yeah, we, we found out that, um, the Riku that we had been seeing was actually a replica, and hence his name being Repliku, or... For the uh, Let's Play that I've been watching, she calls him Feku, which is a choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sora mur- did a murder on, like, Larxene and on Marluxia, and he thinks that he did with Axel, but Axel actually just left. Um, and Naminé put Sora into a big pod so that she can fix him, well, fix his memories anyway, over the course of... She doesn't say this, she just says it'll take a while, but the ultimate reveal in Kingdom Hearts 2, which I don't really count this as a spoiler, because whatever, is that this will take about a year. I mean, his brain do be broken. Yeah, she's fixing his memories. I can't really make any promises for the rest of him. Um, but, that said, I managed to skillfully hide the fact that uh, Sora is not the only person who gets a story in this game. Because now we're going to be doing Chain of Memories, Reverse Rebirth. It's where I got the name for this part of the podcast. And it's going to be Riku's story. Because it turns out he was also in Castle Oblivion. He's just hanging out in the basement. Being nice. Uh-huh. That is that is literally it, though. Like, instead of floor one, floor two, so on and so forth, it's basement 12, basement level 11. I don't know why this thing has 12 basements, but there you go. So anyway, um, Riku's story does not have a big opening cinematic like Sora's did. That's why I didn't send you anything in preparation for this episode. Um, We just start off with Riku in a void, just kind of floating, just hanging out, grayish. And boop, that is in the Ensign Report channel. He looks pretty in his little profile picture thingy. (laughs) Right? Um, Kind of got got an androgynous thing going there. but, But yeah, so Riku's floating in a void. And he realizes, he's like, hey, wait a minute, where's Mickey? How come I'm alone? Uh, And then a mysterious voice, who is not Billy Zane's voice, me saying that will make sense later, um, chimes in with a haven't you people ever heard of staying asleep here in this world between light and darkness. Uh, Riku's like, wait, so what's going on? And he says, you did not have, or the voice rather, says, you did not have the strength to overcome the darkness or... Maybe you were close to it. And actually, Kat, I just realized, uh, did you start the timer? Oh, shit. Hang on. Yeah, one. right? <laughs> well, I that's forgot. why I forgot, we, I forgot we were doing it for this one. Are we doing the normal hour and a half? Yeah, it's um, Riku's story is fairly short. I don't know if we'll make it through. So go ahead and start the timer and we'll see where we end up. Okay, starting now. Okay, so anyway, he's in the void. Voice is telling him he should just, you know, stay and sleep there in in between light and darkness because it's safe and he doesn't have to worry about like anything else 
He can just let Sora and the others do all of the fighting. He even says, here, blanketed by the darkness, sleep is safety, sleep is eternal. <laughs> to which Riku says, nah, this place seems like a boring place to take a nap anyway. And so the voice gives him, I say gives, but it's more just that this appears in front of him. Um, one of the world cards that we've already been seeing so far. It's the one for Hollow Bastion. So that's the first world that uh, Riku is going to do. <laughs> Riku and, just goes, so that sounds like it sucks. Yeah, basically. He's like, well, see, I'm kind of hanging out in a void, and I sort of would rather not do that. And what's, as soon yeah, as... what's the line from, uh, shoot, Infinity War with Star-Lord? Like, okay, so yeah, that's a really good plan, except it sucks. Yeah, something like that. I gotta rewatch Infinity War. <laughs> um but yeah so like he grabs the card and is and like immediately the void just sort of like dissolves away from around him and he's in castle oblivion <laughs> so okay sure um whatevs i guess <laughs> yeah. um and here i will go ahead and talk about the main difference between riku's story or well the play th or the playing of it rather and sora's Sora, we didn't really talk a whole lot about it because we're not really getting too much into game mechanics on uh, any of these. But Sora's, you basically had to build your deck as you went along, like picking up cards with different values, so on and so forth, strategizing, all of that. This is not the case with Riku. His, <laughs> he has this, his deck is set, and it's tied to the world, not the floor. So, the, so like later okay, on so when really we get... Really quick, I know you said his deck is really Stop. sad but the way the audio glitched right then Stop it, that. It did not sound like deck. <laughs> Unless you're <Fair>. Kelly. <laughs> but um so like later on when you get like five at a time whether you do um Olympus Coliseum first in that set or at the end in that set you're going to have the same deck because that's the Olympus Coliseum deck. And that ends up mattering because the deck well, I'll touch on it more when we get to it but the deck for Wonderland sucks it is a bad deck with bad cards and i hate it but but yeah so uh riku his decks are are, are like preset so you don't actually like go around building your deck as this goes along so it's just you got what you got he has one that's just for boss fights basically because when he's in castle oblivion he has a different deck from when he's in any of the worlds <laughs> But Castle Oblivion is only ever, like, boss fights and shit between worlds. It's just funny. But anyway, he goes into Castle... Not Castle Oblivion, Jesus Christ. He goes into the Hollow Bastion world, and he's like, Yo, what's going on? Why does this place look like Hollow Bastion? Where am I? And so the voice comes in and explains, you know, how the worlds work and all of that jazz. Um, Riku is like, well, then how come I'm not seeing any people here? The voice says, you would meet people... Uh, you would meet the people in your memories ordinarily and does not explain further to which riku is like well i guess that's all i've got to go on now and he starts walking <laughs> and the next cutscene is apparently when uh riku was living in hollow bastion with maleficent she gave him a bedroom <laughs> which i mean makes sense i guess it's just a weird thing to think about that just sounds morbid right wait okay, what? So your home your friends everything you love but hey you got nice digs yeah, no, exactly. The voice is just straight up taunting him now. Um, Riku's like, oh, cool, the bedroom that Maleficent gave me. This is so great. I love reliving all of these memories. And the voice just comes in like, 
you dreamt of the outside world and you passed through the door to darkness. Behind you, you left family, friends, home, everything, all in pursuit of darkness. And Riku's like, yeah, but I got rid of the darkness too. And uh, to which the voice is like, yeah, dude, basically at this point, your heart like only knows how to get rid of things. That's why you're not seeing anybody. And Riku's like, well, shit. <laughs> um, so, and you're going to notice a pattern with the worlds after this one, because we go like immediately like into in or patterns like about the worlds. about the worlds. Uh, this is the only one that's going to have a story for a while. Um, yeah, then the next thing is Riku confronting Maleficent. Um, he's like, whoa, wait, Maleficent, I thought you were dead. And she's like, dude, I'm just a figment of your imagination. Don't you know how any of these, these things work? And he's like, no, I just got here. Um, but she, uh, she says that he, or she's just a figment of his memory and that his heart is steeped in darkness. So the only people he's going to be able to see are people like her, like her and like him who exist in the darkness. Basically, that just means the bosses because they were the bad guys. And uh, Riku is er, basically says that he doesn't want Maleficent around anymore. He doesn't want the darkness that she has to offer him or anything like that. Um, he's like, what uh, What happened the last time I, I worked with you? All I did was end up losing myself. And I hated that. And it's stupid and it sucks. So if all the if the only people I'm going to see are people like you, people of the dark, I'll take you out one by one. And fucking Maleficent just responds, basically saying, okay, well, don't, well, that's fine, but then remember to take yourself out last because you're a being of darkness too, bitch. And Riku's like, you know, Riku's like, fine. If taking all of you guys out means that I gotta end by taking myself out, whatever. I feel like I'm my own worst enemy anyway. And then you have a boss fight. That little hot topic emo kid. I know, right? But yeah, and then boss fight uh, against Maleficent, dragon form, obviously. Um, so from now on, the worlds are just going to be you go there and you do the boss fight. I mean, in gameplay, it still has a bunch of rooms for you to fight Heartless and shit like that. Otherwise, you'd get like no leveling up. But like the, the worlds will not have stories anymore. They are just boss fight. The story is just going to be the stuff that's in Castle Oblivion between the Disney worlds. Speaking of which, uh, now that Riku has finished Hollow Bastion and is back in Castle Oblivion, that uh, that voice shows up again and tells Riku that he shouldn't shun the darkness and instead he should accept the darkness because that is his weapon. And hey, guess who the voice turned out to be? Mm, Ansem? Yeah, it's fucking Ansem. Motherfucker. One sec, one sec. One sec. Too far. There we go. And so this is why I pointed out that uh, the voice... Do what? I said this bitch again. Right? This is why I pointed out that the voice specifically is not Billy Zane. Um, I don't know the specifics of it because I just assume it's contracts and shit. Uh, Billy Zane does not come back to the series. Ansem will from now on be voiced by Richard Epcar, who I think feel like sounds familiar but i also think i only know him from voicing ansem so yeah but but yeah so the voice that uh, has been talking to riku so far has been ansem's voice uh he basically tells riku that the reason he's still here is that basically some of my some of my darkness yet lingers within your heart and it's only a matter of time before i take control again and riku's like dude fuck you 
Bitch, shut up. <laughs> and see, I called Ansem a bitch then instead of Riku, so it doesn't there count. There you go. But yeah, so we get, like, it's more of a tutorial than anything, um, but it is a boss fight against Ansem. This is teaching you about um, the other unique mechanic, well, one of the two unique mechanics for Riku, uh, which is card duels, uh, which is, have you, you ever played that game War, the card game War, and how, like, if you play a card that's the same number as the other person, you do the whole I declare war thing. I declare port? I, I declare war. You know, the card <laughs> oh, game. Oh, war. oh, oh, okay. My brain broke that sentence up weird. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's that's basically what card duels are. If Riku um, plays an attack card that's the same number, whatever, as the Heartless that is also attacking him, it'll like time will slow down and you'll like each just play a bunch of cards really quick. And whoever has the highest total value or whatever basically gets to do like a big attack. Or actually, the Heartless never gets a big attack. It's more just that Riku like gets stunned or whatever. But if Riku wins, he gets to do, like, a bigger attack. So that's actually sort of neat. <laughs> so that is one of the two uh, main mechanics in Riku's playthrough. The other one, yeah, the other one is um, he can go into dark mode, which is, like, that suit he had when Ansem was possessing him. Yeah. He can basically call that back to himself in battle. And basically, it just gets, gives him, like, a power-up. Um, he starts using different slights, things like that. Um, like, it, they give it a narrative purpose because Ansem is like, oh, I'm tempering the darkness within your heart. Whatever the fuck that means. And so, narratively, it's supposed to be, like, I guess when Riku's back is against the wall, the darkness, like, takes over again and, like, gives him a boost or whatever. But, I don't know. They don't really explore that. <laughs> I feel like they should have, like, it would have been great if they could have done this as, like, a Bioshock thing, where if you did it, like, so many times, you'd get a different ending or something. Pretty cool. But there's no way in hell they were going to do that. But, um, so where am I now? Okay, there we go. So, basically, Riku still tells Ansem he's not going to give in, and Ansem's like, okay, fine, take these. He gives him some new world cards and is like, Okay, keep on going, and you'll see. Eventually, the darkness will get strong enough in you that I'll get to take over again. Ha 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 And Riku's like, no, other way around. I'm going to go through it all, and I'm not going to give in, and you're going to lose. So, suck it. Look at, look at Riku not being a little shit bitch. <laughs> I said no. But not. yeah, um, so Ansem gives him the cards for Traverse Town, Agrabah, Monstro, and Neverland. So that's our first set of worlds. But before we get to go into any worlds, we we get to meet two new people. Their names are Zexion and Lexeus. Lexeus is Axel? No, no, Axel is Axel. Lexeus is Lexeus. That was a weird thing to say. Did I? Did I not okay, I'm kind of digging this guy. That's Zexion. Did I not get a picture of Lexeus? Hang on. Zexion is Zexion. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Oh, I guess I didn't. Hang on. I apparently forgot to actually get a picture of Lexeus. Let me do that real quick. I'm still digging their Hot Topic coats, though, just because it makes me miss my old one. I mean, you can find these now. Yeah, but I liked mine. It had, like, all the little studs and the zips and the loops, and I couldn't walk in it without, you know, face planning, but it was worth it, because I look cool. I mean, there's that. Okay, and there's Lexeus. Ooh. I couldn't mm. find I couldn't find good pictures of them without their weapons, so 
I don't get to surprise you with that later on. Uh, he has a big old has, fucking axe. He has like a Kronk style build, is what made me think of. He does. There he are, looks like a himbo. There are two guys in Organization Thirteen that are just, that their basic design concept is big, and he's one of them. <laughs> I, I can see that. But yeah, so um, we switch over to a scene of Zexion, Lexaeus, and Vexen. If you remember which one Vexen was, wait, you do you remember which one Vexen was? Was he the one with the really, like, kind of weird Google eyes? Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yes, I do. The one, that, the one that had a shield for his weapon. Yeah, now those eyes have, like, seared themselves into my brain. <laughs> uh, they're, I don't fucking know where. They're hanging out in, like, a different part of the castle than where Marluxia and his group are hanging out. And they've got the lights turned off for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. Like, I don't think I had... Did I have a picture of this? No, I did not. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, they're hanging out. Fucking, I don't know. Just somewhere with the lights turned off. Um, and they are talking. What? And let me switch back over to my notes. There we go. Uh, basically, Vexen's being rude to Zek er, and tells. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, I forgot to write down what it is they're talking about. Uh, basically, though, um, Zexion says that he sensed uh, someone else in the castle. He says there were two scents in the lowest basement. So oh, shit, Sherlock. <laughs> this is going to start becoming a thing. Zexion and Riku are both just going to talk a lot about what people smell like in this game, and I don't know why. I mean, not creepy at all, but okay. It's such a weird thing. Let's not king shame now. Nah. Um, but he says he smelled uh, two, he detected two scents in the lowest basement. Uh, one was Maleficent, and of course, as soon as he says that, Vexen butts in to be like, no, she's dead, and Vexion, and Zexion is like, would you let me fucking talk? Because it wasn't really Maleficent, it was a copy. Have you forgotten where we are and what this place does? To which Vexen is like, you have a point. Uh, but then the second one, he said, is someone that he can't quite identify for certain, but their smell is similar to the superior. Ooh, and you can't tell from the way I said it, but in the subtitles, superior is always written with a capital S because why the fuck not? Right. <laughs> um, so basically Vexen and Lexa and uh, Zexion are both like, OK, so what should we do about this? That's super weird for someone to have a similar like signature scent, fucking whatever to the superior and Lexaeus. Man of few words that he is basically just says, for now, we should just wait and see, which I mean, fair. <laughs> and in our second scent based thing, uh, we switch back over to Riku as he is walking into the next floor and being like, wait a minute, something smells familiar. What is this? It's a kind of smelly smell, a smelly smell that smells smelly. smelly. <laughs> um. Why is it that now I'm just dying for one of the characters to walk by Riku and just totally crop dust him? Ha! But I, he realized I would totally do that. He realized it's the smell of darkness that it, it it's like seeped into his skin, and he's like, "Oh, that fucking sucks." And I'm like, "You should go take a shower." Is probably what, what that is. I wonder what darkness would smell like. I don't know. Probably like a shitty Yankee candle or something. I picture, like, your your trash can after you clean out your fridge, but then you don't take out the trash for, like, two days. Ooh, there we go. That's a good one. 
Ooh, um, I think I trained myself to heave a little bit that. <laughs> <laughs> but because this series cannot get rid of him, Michael Mouse shows up as a hologram, which means that I can go ahead and show you what his Chain of Memories outfit looks like. Ooh, I want to see. Clicky. It looks like he's wearing a basketball jersey. I, I mean, a little bit. And why does he have buttons sewn onto his shirt when they're supposed to be on his pants? It's called style. And he's Dove. got like bondage straps on his shoes. And I know there's supposed to be stripes on his legs, I think, but they look like straps. No, they are. Um, okay, yeah, I can see where the pants series, kind of fold around him. Shoes in this series will start to, instead of having laces, have like a zipper and then two big ass straps. Shoes in this series don't make sense because there's no yeah. way in hell that their feet are actually that big. It's just the big honking shoes. Yeah, well, Mickey Mouse, I guess I'd believe because he's like that. But well, I mean, else yeah, because he's a cartoon mouse. But yeah, and then there he is as a hologram. He says he can only send like part of his power here, which he doesn't really explain where he is or what that means. But I guess that means he's still like somewhere kind of far away, and so he's not able to be there in person. But he can like, I guess like talk to Riku through the force or something. <laughs> but he does promise that they'll get the, that he'll get there eventually. And did I did I get a picture of this one? Hang on a sec. Okay, no, I didn't. I was thinking of a different thing. They they go to shake hands, but of course because Mickey is a hologram, Riku's hand like passes right through his hand. And Mickey's like, that's okay. We shook hands in our hearts. And I'm like, geez guys, come on. So for um, Basement 11, uh, Sarah Lou, who the Let's Player that I'm watching, uh, shows Neverland, which again, doesn't mean shit story-wise, just that the boss fight was Captain Hook again. Way to go. Um, so back in Castle Oblivion between floors, this is going to happen a lot. Um, it switches back over to Zexion, Lexaeus, and Vexen. Um, Zexion has figured out that the other scent that he couldn't quite identify before is Riku. And he's like, so that's really weird, though. Why is Riku here? And Vexen's like, I think I know why. His heart must have resonated with that of the, of another hero. And Zexion's, or Zexion is like, another hero? Wait, do you mean fucking... Are you saying Sora's here? And Vexen's like, yep, Sora's here. Because stuff. And he because calls... Reasons. Basically... He calls Riku the hero of darkness and says that he is more interesting than Sora, which, I mean, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> um, Excuse me. And that's where that scene ends. And Basement 10 was Monstro, which means that we fought Parasite Cage. But anyway, back to the part that matters. Um, after coming out of Basement 10, uh, Riku meets Vexen. <laughs> And Riku, you know, understandably, immediately squares up and is like, who the fuck are you? Are you like Ansem? Or no, he said, are you with Ansem? <laughs> Vexen, having never given a straight answer in his life, says, you're half correct. Let us say that he is, or that he is not the Ansem with which you are familiar. And Riku's like, buh? He, and Vexen continues, he is Ansem and he is not Ansem. Perhaps a nobody best conveys the idea. To which Riku's like, dude, I don't like riddles. Try again. <laughs> and Vexen says, he belongs to neither the light nor the dark, but walks the twilight in between. And then he says that uh, Riku also exists between light and darkness. And he's like, hey, man, we got stuff in common. And Riku's like, I 
don't wanna. No. <laughs> Riku went, nah, I'm good. Yeah, nah. Nah, bro. <laughs> but he he does, though. He says uh, darkness is his enemy, and that if Vexen is using the darkness, that means that he is his enemy, too, because he smells like the darkness. So they fight, and uh, Vexen is like, or Vexen leaves after the fight, and is like, cool, thanks, I got a bunch of really good data, bye. And Riku's like, wait, hang on, what? <laughs> So anyway, uh, Basement 9 ended up being Agrabah, which mean, means a fight against Jafar, and that's all that it means. <laughs> they all, the Disney Worlds almost didn't even need to be in this. Um, cut back to Castle Oblivion. There goes gravity. Uh, Zexion and Lexeus are hanging out. Zexion is worried that Marluxia might actually manage to make Sora into his puppet, and Lexeus is like, dude, do you even think we can trust Axel to which Zexion was like, nah, dude, probably not. Um, so they they pretty much have figured out by this point that Marluxia is trying to take control of Sora so that he can use him as his puppet to overthrow the organization. Basically what their plan actually ended up actually being. Um, <laughs> so he's so Zexion and Lexeus, they, they're worried, but they don't want to get involved themselves. So instead they're like, let's tell Vexen and let him deal with it. And honestly, fair. Not Fuck my service, not my monkeys. <laughs> exactly. Which I mean, mood. Yeah, no, honestly, fair. Fuck Vexen. He, he can get wrapped up in this shit. And actually, I just remembered in the manga, one incredible detail that they did with Lexeus, because he doesn't, he talks a lot more here because like the cutscenes are 90% conversation anyway. But he's one of, like, the quieter members of Organization 13. He doesn't really, compared to the others, he doesn't really talk a lot. So, in the manga, they just had him, like, sit... I'm not even kidding, like, standing in a corner reading Shonen Jump the entire time. I mean, sound logic. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, after fighting guard armor... Uh, <laughs> okay, so you know that Spider-Man meme where it's Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man? Say what now? What about Spider-Man? Oh, the Spider-Man meme where it's like two Spider-Men pointing at each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, go look at what I just posted in the Anthem report. D it's it's Riku meeting Riku. Like, Riku and Riku. Riku, walk Riku walks into the hallway and he's like, wait a minute. And like literally all they did is one of them has a slightly wider stance than the other one. Otherwise, they literally just flipped it. I know, it's great. Um, but Repliku just straight up tells Riku, not that it's like there was any reason to hide it, but he's like, I'm a copy that Vexen made, but I'm stronger than you because I'm not afraid of the darkness, dad. So they fight because Repliku wants to prove that he's stronger than Riku. Riku wins, obviously, and <laughs> Repliku runs off saying, fine, I lost this time, but I'm going to get stronger, dang it. And um, it switches over to Zexion, Lexeus, Vexen, and Repliku. There's so many people with X's in their names. I kind of hate Organization 13 sometimes. Where basically they're like, oh, dude, you lost. And uh, Repliku is like, yeah, but I'll get stronger than Riku in no time. And uh, Vexen's like, hey, how about we How about we have you go meet Sora? And then it just switches back to Riku and Ansem. Uh, <laughs> Ansem <laughs> basically, Ansem is telling him that, because uh, I guess like, Ansem is in a position where, like, he's able to watch everything that Riku does. And he's like, you know, you should try to be more like that that other guy. He's not afraid of the darkness like you are. <laughs> he says, 
you fight the darkness because it is what frightens you. And Riku's like, no, I fight the darkness because I fucking hate it. And, like, they couldn't think of an organic way to give him more world cards. So Anson just hands them to him and is like, all right, fine, keep going and we'll see what happens. So now we have Olympus Coliseum, Wonderland, Halloween Town, and Atlantica. Again, does not matter. But what is actually really funny, um, I would always do um, Halloween Town first because I wanted the Oogie Boogie card for um, health regen. If you, er, and so I found out that the layout is actually tied to the floor, not to the world that you're doing. So floor two will have the same layout in terms of where the how the rooms are arranged, no matter what world you make it, so on and so forth. And so what ends up being funny about that is if you do these this set in the order that like they pop up in the little rotations just sitting there, like if you just pick the first one each time, it will work out so that I forget which floor number, um Atlantica will actually be shaped like a trident. Like you'll have a couple rooms and then this one will like branch off into three pathways or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ended up having that with like some other world because I ended up doing them out of order. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's great. Uh where was I? Okay, yeah. Um basement level seven um uh, for the let's play ended up being Olympus Coliseum, which Again, just means a fight with Hades. Uh, back to Castle Bolivian, the part that we care about. <laughs> um, this, in fairness, is the only time I remember this happening, where it just straight up shows us a cutscene from Sora's game. It's um, it's the cutscene that inter- ended up introducing Vexen, where like he's talking to um, Axel and Larxene, and they're like, oh, you, you're only interested in Sora because you want to test out your new toy, whatever. <laughs> but in this, in this case, it continues because Repliku is like hanging out in the background. And Larxene just straight up tells him that uh, they're going to have Naminé give him all of Riku's memories. And he's like, I don't want Riku's memories. Riku's a little weakling. He's a wuss. He's scared of the darkness. And I'm not cooler than he is. God. And I almost just repeated myself. Damn. Okay. Vexen, though, approves because he's like, why the fuck not? <laughs> Let's go ahead and do the thing. Uh, so Repliku uh, tries to fight back and uh, Larxene kicks his entire ass and just launches him across the room. <laughs> Yeet! Yeah, fucking basically. I'm pretty sure she kicks him again because she does that. Um, and so this is where the presentation is a little bit different for the Game Boy version versus the um, PlayStation version. But basically, either way, uh, Larxene is telling <laughs> tells him, oh, how embarrassing for you. You got your... I kicked your whole ass, kid. But don't worry. Nominee will make you forget about that, too. It's great. You won't even have to worry about the fact that you just lost. You're going to have all of these new memories. Who even cares that the memories are fake? You're not going to care. You won't even know. <laughs> and... In the Game Boy version, they have him kind of just laying there, and he's like, no. In the PlayStation version, we get a fucking close-up on his face as he just shouts, no! And, like, that's where the cutscene The image of the little face-down dude is cracking me up. I know, right? (laughs) Repliku found dead on the pavement. Yeah, it's like, I can just hear, like, just a little, like, splat. Give me just a sec, I gotta blow my nose real quick. 
have fun. So anyway, Basement 6 uh, was Atlantica, which again just means a fight against Ursula. Afterward, uh, we get a cutscene of just Larxene being mean to Nomine. Yep. I don't even, I didn't even write down... Remind me again, Nominate's the one in the white dress. Larxene is the one that's got the weird praying mantis hair. Right. I didn't I didn't write down what she said, just that she was being mean, because it doesn't matter. She She's, was being a little shit bitch. Oh, dude, Larxene is, like, the queen of mean. She is, <laughs> she is mean to people, and she enjoys it. I mean, I'd be it's, mean, too, if my hair looked like that. Then I'd look it's, like... her fa- it's her favorite habit, or not habit, pastime, I guess. That's a better word. I mean, what would you expect from somebody that looks like a female Malfoy from the first two Harry Potter movies? Man, <laughs> with praying They really did that, didn't they? They did. Poor Tom Felton. Yep. But uh, this is where Nominee does tell uh, Larxene that Sora will never fully forget about Kyrie because Larxene was saying something about, "Oh, you even made him forget about his little friend Kyrie, and you even changed that uh, charm that she gave him with your magic." That's so cool, ha 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 ha! But um, but Nominee says he'll never he'll never fully forget about Kyrie, even if um, even if she like plants all of her fake memories and stuff into him. She uh, she says that she's Kyrie's shadow, so he'll never fully forget. And Larxene says that <laughs> Larxene's like, well, that's just incentive for you to do a good job, so that then you can at least be real in Sora's heart instead of just being Kyrie's shadow. And like. Dang, okay. And then Repliku, having gotten fully lobotomized and rewired, comes over and like holds out the lucky charm that she gave him and is like, don't worry, Nominate, I'll keep you safe. I'll go fight Sora so that you don't have to be sad anymore. And it's like, damn, kid, they really did that, huh? We might actually finish this thing because we're already on like basement level four. Holy shit. No, we're on five. It's Wonderland. Oh my god, Wonderland sucks in Riku's game. Okay, so... Oh, man. You know how I told you that, like, his deck is preset for each world. The world, not the floor. So no matter what floor you do, this is the deck that he has for Wonderland. Seriously? That is it. You have nine cards. They're all very low in value. Um, You do... I mean... You automatically, like, have every enemy card that you've gotten so far equipped also. So you at least have, like, enemy cards that you can kind of play around with. And for each world, um, one of the... It'll give you the enemy card of, like, just one of the Heartless that are in that world. I think... I didn't write any of those down because, like, we're not going to focus on them that much. But if I remember right, I think Wonderland, they give you the enemy card for Large Body, which is the one where you can't take any uh, physical damage from the front. So, like... That helps a little bit, but oh my god, I hated trying to do Wonderland with this shitty-ass deck. It sucks so much. Uh, but anyway, that's not the important thing. Um, after that floor, uh, we find out... This is this is actually where we start to kind of get, okay, where is this taking place in relation to Sora's story? Uh, because right now we uh, actually get confirmation that Vexen is fucking dead already. <laughs> We've gotten far enough in that we're at the point in Sora's storyline where Axel, like, murdered Vexen. And Zexion is just like, damn, it really sucks that organization members are killing each other. I can't really do anything about it, though. Um, 
and so they so they're both they're actually they're both pretty worried like what if Marluxia does end up controlling Sora uh what does that mean for them <laughs> so <laughs> these two these two idiot kids um Zexion and Lexeus are like well if he's got control of Sora we'll just need to find a way that we can control Riku <laughs> so that we can use him to fight Sora in case they send Sora after us you can already guess that this is not going to work. I mean, no. like, come on. Uh, and, okay, this is actually, uh, the next floor uh, is, or the Let's Player ended up doing as Halloween Town. And this is actually why it bugs me that uh, they gave Sora, Donald, and Goofy their monster forms in this version of the game. Because Riku does not have a monster form. Like, he's shaded a little bit differently to kind of, how, like, everything there it has, like, that sort of, like, filter over it, almost. They kind of put that on him. He doesn't have a monster form. He's running around Halloween Town just as Riku with his puffy-ass pants. And puffy so that's pants. <laughs> yes. And so, because in the Game Boy version, that was also true for Sora. He also did not go into his monster form for Halloween Town because he's not actually in Halloween Town. That's why it bugs me that the PlayStation version did do that. Whereas the Game Boy did. It doesn't matter. It's just the thing that bugs me. Moving on. Um, uh, but after <laughs> after this floor, Lexius, or Lexius decides that it would be a good idea for him to try and go fight Riku. And um, he, he, uh, he tells Riku that it's a waste for him to fear the dark the way that he does. And then instead, you by now, I'm sure, are noticing the pattern to every fucking conversation somebody has with Riku in this. Um, but he, uh, tells Riku that instead he should learn to control the darkness, um, and use it as his weapon. And Riku's like, uh, what if I say no? And he's like, well then, you would lose both light and darkness and disappear! And, <coughs> excuse me, they basically have him go fucking Super Saiyan in the PlayStation version. Ooh, shiny. Yeah, um, in... So Riku goes bad. Yeah, basically, of course. Did I did I get a picture of the Game Boy version? I don't remember. One second. Do, do, do. Okay, no, I did not. Um, it doesn't matter. The Game Boy version, he just kind of like stands there and is like rah and like ripples a little bit. So I do sort of like what they did here instead. Um, this is like one of the two time, one of the couple times that we're gonna get a new enemy card. Um, obviously after the fight, uh. Riku gets Lexius's enemy card. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, we do get, like, in the PlayStation version, we do get, like, this shot of him being like, you really are the superiors. And then, like, kind of cutting himself off. And instead, as he fades away and dies, like, Apollo er, is like, forgive me, Zexion. This was a fight that I shouldn't have started. Himbo. Oh, wait, no, crap. I got ahead of myself. Um, damn it, damn it, damn it. What? One sec, one sec. I'm gonna okay. delete those so that they'll be in the right order. Dude, I do. Am I not supposed to be looking at Ansem reports? No, you're fine. I just got ahead of myself. One sec. I also okay. deleted one that I shouldn't have yet. Okay, let me put that picture back in there. That actually was right. Um, okay. okay. In the Game Boy version of it, uh, Lexius just tells him, he says, I may perish, 
but all the darkness within me will billow forth and devour you. And then he like kind of explodes a little bit into darkness and then gets to a point where the PlayStation version will get us in, in just a minute. But instead of doing that, um, where was it? There it is. Yeah. He uses his enormous axe and look at how much he beats the shit out of Riku. Holy shit. Yeah. He launches Riku into the ceiling and he collapses on the floor. Riku is basically fucking dead. Not Right, like Riku's going one way and it looks like his keyblades going the other. Yeah, he is like folded in half around that thing as he gets like sent off. But what is really neat that, and there's no proper explanation for it, but what is really neat that the PlayStation version did is um, Riku himself doesn't actually consciously do this, but like almost like his body went into survival mode and put him in the darkness mode suit thing, and he like gets up and does like a real fast attack, and like we hear him speak in Ansem's voice, saying too slow as uh, as like say as dies. So it's basically like a, this. This wasn't in the Game Boy version of the game, and there's not. Like I said, there's not like a proper explanation for it. I basically just what I assume is that because Riku got knocked out and some kind of took over for a moment to keep him from dying, which is, I mean, fair, I guess. Thanks. The pretty but then, boy. <laughs> but then uh, this is where he does the whole like Zexian, forgive me. This was a fight that I shouldn't have started. I just got ahead of myself a little. Oh, okay, gosh. Go. Yeah, I just needed to back up and talk about that part. Uh. But so yeah, now that um now that the fight itself is actually over, I will go ahead and pop in uh, his enemy card, which what does his do again? One sec. Okay, there we go. Oh, Lex he's angry. Yeah. <laughs> and he has Lex- Mako eyebrows. Ah. Uh Lexeus's enemy card, um, the ability that it activates is called warp break. Uh basically, uh the finishing shot of any combo has I think it's like a 30% chance, something like that. No, it's a high success rate, so it's more than that. I don't remember what the actual, like, percentage is, but has, like, a chance to basically... This doesn't work on bosses, but it does work on, like, regular Heartless. Um, basically, it'll just make them, like, warp away and disappear, which is cool because it ends fights quicker, but if you do that, you don't get the experience crystal things from them. So... I ended up actually not using it very much because I, like, didn't like missing out on the experience from the fight. Yeah. Um, so that is what his enemy card does. And where are we? Okay, yeah, there we go. And so this is where the PlayStation version and uh, Game Boy version catch back up, is Riku is now in a void. And I don't know why they have Ansem's uh, face, like, blacked out on the Game Boy version of this shot. Like, we know who it is. Um, Riku wakes up in, like, a void of darkness, and he's like, what? Huh? What's going on? And you totally wonder who that silhouette is. I know, right? I have no idea. <laughs> and so Ansem, like, there is like, I can see your heart, but basically goes on to say, like, I'm getting closer to being able to take over that kind of stuff. Uh, but... <laughs> One of, oh my god, one of my favorite lines in this entire series happens here because uh, Mickey is able to, like, he's not at the castle yet. He's still fucking somewhere else. I don't know. 
I guess he went down to Sonic and got some food. Um, <laughs> Wait, did I not take a picture? Hold on. Oh, I didn't take... I, oh, it doesn't matter. I, I didn't get a picture of it. It would have been funnier if I had, but it doesn't matter. Um, Mickey is able to, like, send, I guess, enough of his energy in that, like, it stops Ansem from being able to, like, take Riku over anymore or something. I don't know. And Ansem shouts out one of the best lines in this entire series. Hang on. I need a second to compo- compose myself for it. Okay. Take your time. He shouts, you meddlesome king! <gasps> uh, he's he's trying to be angry and, I guess, mildly threatening. And just, oh my god, it's such a silly thing to hear said, especially out loud when you're actually oh watching it later on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so Riku, Riku wakes up and he's like, oh, hey, where the... He's like, Lexius? 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 Where did you go? Oh, well, I guess he's gone. Um, and then we switch over to, uh, Zexion and Axel, and Axel's like, Vexen, Larxene, Lexaeus, I wonder who's gonna be the next one to die, and Zexion, like, half jokes that he was hoping Axel would be the next one to die, but Axel's like, nah, dude, Sora already thinks I'm dead, I'm pretty much safe, (laughs) which, great, I guess, um, but Axel does point out that it... It'll probably be Marluxia to die next. And Zexion's like, huh, well, if Marluxia dies, then I guess I don't actually need Riku anymore. And at that point, that just means he's hanging around being annoying. And Axel's like, and he's dangerous. You saw what happened to Lexaeus. And Zexion's like, you know, that's a good point. Uh, did you ever get the data on their on their home? So I'm sure this doesn't mean anything. Uh, uh, going forward... Riku feels like a big-ass earthquake and notices that, not even kidding, he says a very strong scent has disappeared. And, like, I don't know what any of these things mean, Riku, but I... Quit sniffing random shit. I do, yeah. Um, But Zexion shows up and basically, what is what does he say? One sec. Okay, yeah, there it is. Zexion shows up and tells Riku that... Um, that Marluxia, the master of this castle, has died. And Riku's like, oh no, some guy I've never met died? That sucks. That's so sad, y'all. Look at me, I'm broken up about it. And, <laughs> and uh, Zexion, uh, Zexion's like, it was the other hero. And this this is actually the first that Riku's hearing about this. He's like, wait, are you telling me fucking Sora's here? Hang on. And um, and Zexion's like, yeah, Sora's here, but can you even face him at this point? He says, uh, Sora's fate is to battle the darkness. He must oppose anyone who hosts the dark. In other words, it's you. And Riku's like, nah, shut up. <laughs> Sora's my <laughs> friend. <laughs> and uh, he gives him the card for Destiny Islands as they're standing right next to the door. I don't know. And he's like, well, if that's what you think, then you'd best uh, uh, you'd best see the truth for yourself. And I realized I hadn't uh, shown one or shown Zexian's sprite yet, so there's that. I don't think I posted Sassy any hair. I know, right? I don't think I posted any for uh, Lexaeus's sprite. Hang on, do do do. You can just tell he's waiting to do like the sassy beaver hair flip. God, he really feels like he is. See? Oh, yeah. I didn't do any sprite pics of uh, Zexian. Uh, 
Lexaeus. Oh well, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, but, I mean, I'll uh, see him eventually when I go back to watch this little bit once we're done. So yeah. Um, so Riku, obviously, he's got like he's, this is the only card he has now. So it's not like he's going to do anything else. He goes in, and it's Destiny Islands time. Um, there's actually a story for this world for once, so that's happening. Uh, hey. Yeah. It, I'm not even fucking kidding. I'm pretty sure the Game Boy version just had him, like, standing there. The, <laughs> the PlayStation version has him, like, lounging on that, like, sideways tree that he used to hang out on back on the real Destiny Islands. <laughs> like, looking out at the water. He's like, man, there was a time where I couldn't wait to get out of this place. <sighs> but it actually kind of feels good to be home. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude, it's almost like you went through a whole lot of shit. Right. <laughs> um, but you he notices... Shit, you know, being hijacked and mind controlled and copied and everything. <laughs> it might make you a little homesick. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he does. He notices uh, Titus, Waka, and Sophie in the distance. So he's like, oh, dude, my friends are here. Hey. And he runs over and he tries to say hi, but they just fucking stare at him for like 30 seconds and then disappear because <laughs> fuck you. Because fuck us, that's why. Yeah. And um, Riku's like, oh, well. <sighs> Excuse uh, me. And so Riku's like, okay, well, I guess I better keep looking around for people then. And suddenly Kyrie is like right fucking behind him like some kind of ninja. Like, like literally, it shows him walking, and then the camera kind of, like, pans to the side a little bit. And she's, like, two feet behind him, just standing there. <laughs> and so he turns around, he's like, oh, Kyrie, you're here too. And then she disappears, and he's like, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Ze uh, Zexion shows up to try and make Riku feel bad. Uh, he said, all that's left in Sora's heart are memories of darkness, and that his memories are home of... of his memories of home are gone. And Riku's like, nuh-uh, I still remember all of my friends. <laughs> nuh-uh. Which one was Selfie? Oh, Selfie is the girl that was in their group. She's from Final Fantasy 7? Yeah, 7. Yeah, she's from the same game. Not 7, damn it, 8. I said 7, I was thinking 8. She's from the game that, uh, that Squall slash Leon is from. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Where was I? Uh, Kyrie disappeared and right, right, okay, yeah. And so, uh, so Riku's like, "No, -uh, dude, I still remember all of my friends. They're my friends." And Zexion is like, "Uh, dude, you threw away your friends and you destroyed your home when you gave into the darkness." And like the scene changes to fucking Destiny Islands destroyed. Boop, there we go. Zexion over here using a bunch of big words like "sundered." It's not even a big word. What am I doing? Sundered. <laughs> I mean for. Well, no, not even for Kingdom Hearts. I was going to say for Kingdom Hearts, but no, Kingdom Hearts uses some pretty big words. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, his face is like perpetual beaver pout, and I'm just waiting for him to flip his hair. <laughs> um, like, that's all I can see looking at his face. But yeah, he tells Riku, uh, you were pulled into the darkness, and now you belong to the darkness, and that Riku should get a look at what he truly is, and then, like, the dark side shows up for his turn in all of this and obviously Riku wins um after that fight yeah okay after that fight Sora's here and it's obviously it's not the real Sora the real Sora the real Sora is already asleep so it's obviously 
like if you've played the first part of the game, you already know that this is fake. Um, but Riku didn't play the first part of the game, so he doesn't know. <laughs> so he's like, oh my god, Sora, I finally found you. And Sora like fucking tries to attack him. And Riku's like, wait, dude, Sora, don't you recognize me? And he's like, yeah, I see exactly what you've become. And he like blasts a beam of light at him from his keyblade. And he's like, Riku, how could the light hurt you? Have you really just become a creature of the darkness? And Riku's like, what? No. <laughs> Shifty eyes. No. Yeah. But he uh, he says it's time for Riku to face the light and like holds his keyblade up and just like, boom, screen full of light. It's just that. I didn't I didn't get a picture of this part. It doesn't matter though. Um but so basically Riku is now in a white void instead of the black and gray voids that he's been in so far. Woo. <laughs> he does say that like he feels like he's fading into the light. Whatever the fuck that means. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Kyrie shows up and uh, tells him he can't fade uh because or she's like, "No, you can't fade. No power can defeat you." Which is cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but she tells him not to run from the light and not to fear the darkness. He's not like most people. He can actually... He's actually in a unique position to be able to use both. So we're, she's not she's not doing the same thing that like everyone else has been saying. Like, give in. You, let the darkness be your power. She's basically like, you have had exposure to both. If, you, um, if you're careful and if you... Um, have courage, you'll be able to use both light and darkness in a way that nobody else has before, which is honestly really neat idea. Um, yeah, she says, uh, don't run from the light, don't fear the darkness, both will make you stronger. And um, she says that he'll even be, or she, uh, she says that he'll be able to go back to his friends, and Riku's like, yeah, but can I really face them? And Kyrie's like, you don't want to? Like asking, like, do you not want to? And in that in that instant, um, Nomine like kind of appears right next to her. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but Riku. Uh, so basically, Riku, having like gained some confidence from what Kairi told him, enters dark mode and attacks. And this is another difference between the Game Boy version and the PlayStation version, because in the Game Boy version, he just happened to get lucky and like slashed. Um, Zexion and like it was over the PlayStation version instead decides boss fight <laughs> yeah um he he like slashes at Zexion and Zexion's like what the hell and he's like I've I've figured out what I need to do I can use both light and darkness and not have to lose myself to either one and he's and then Zexion says the thing in the picture that I just posted the next will make you see that your hopes are nothing all right, Beaver. I know, right? Uh, but actually, though, his fight is kind of neat. Um, he does not have a weapon in the same sense that the others do. Instead, he basically has like a spell book almost. <laughs> like it is just a big book. Um, he has um, some of his attacks are able to literally just pull cards out of your deck so that you don't have them anymore. And then at different stages of the fight, after you hit him enough, like all of those cards will kind of like fly out, and you'll have to run around and grab them. So that, and so his fight actually is fairly neat. It's they like didn't just make you fight a dude and make it the same as like anybody else. So that actually is pretty cool. <laughs> but <laughs> and the PlayStation version, I guess, just loves to show him having like slashed somebody, 
after having run past them because this is the final shot that we get for it. Just like when he killed Lexius. He's nailed the superhero landing. Yeah, I mean, a bit. <laughs> I mean, no, so it's he, not an exact superhero landing, but you know what yeah. I mean. And so he gets uh, Zexion's enemy card, which, what did that one do? Okay, I hate the name for it. They call it Confuse Strike, which is annoying to say. But basically, um, it gives like a certain percentage chance for all of your attacks to confuse the enemy. Which, well, <laughs> it's so cute. It'll make a bunch of little question marks just kind of hover around their heads and they'll be like wandering around like, wait, what am I doing? Where am I going? <laughs> but crucially, though, after the fight, Zexion, um, he tells Riku or he says that Riku is still on the side of darkness. But Riku's like, no, I know who I am and I'm not afraid anymore. And uh, Zex or Zexion like teleports away instead of dying. Uh, so instead, what happens is he goes to, he goes to the room where he's been like hanging out with um, Lexaeus this whole time, except that Lexaeus is gone, so now it's just him. And Axel shows up with Repliku, <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. He's just gotten beaten up so badly by Riku that for like a split second he's like, "Oh God, Riku's still here." Wait, no, it's okay. Okay, okay, you're just. You're just the, the fake one. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> and then Axel goes on this whole thing about like, hey, Repliku, you know, doesn't it suck not being real? But you know, I bet if you could gain a, a power all your own, a power that Riku doesn't have, you could be your own person and not just a copy anymore. And you know, Zexion over there is as good a place to start as any. And <laughs> Zexion's like, wait, dude, holy shit, what? No, I don't want to die and fair and this is a weird thing that they changed um in the game boy version they have uh what was it that axel says yeah he he says sorry uh zexian observing sora is more entertaining than the idea of saving you which is just uh, which is so weird <laughs> like okay um but in the playstation version he instead says Sorry, Zexion, you just found out way too much. And I don't... That's like a really significant sounding change. I don't know why they decided to do that, but whatevs. But anyway, uh, the... <laughs> they have him die two different ways, too. In the PlayStation version, I'm not even kidding. Uh, Repliku, like, picks him up, I'm pretty sure by the neck, or by, like, that bit of clothing right under his neck, lifts him up and, like, fucking absorbs him, basically. In the Game Boy version, <laughs> we don't actually know. It it cuts to black, and we just get, like, a dialogue box of Zexion saying, No, stop! Oh, man, they cut out the good stuff. I, I don't, like, I don't know if I want to know, but I also do kind of want to know. Right. Um, but anyway, going back over to Riku, uh, he can still hear Ansem's voice saying that he's starting to give in to the darkness, which means it's just a matter of time before he is able to take over and control Riku again. And he's like, just watch this. And, like, I don't know how, but, like, he's able to make Riku, like, freeze in place, kind of. Like, like in the X-Men movies, whenever uh, Magneto would, like, just make Wolverine, like, T-pose in pain for a minute. Yeah. It's kind of like that. But then... Mickey finally fucking shows up in person 
And I don't really know exactly what he did. He shows up and there's like a flash and then Riku's fine. So, eh. And at this point, I realized that I have not mentioned what Mickey's uh, friend card does because I did at least say what um, Donald and Goofy's did. Excuse me. Since Riku's decks are only attack cards, Mickey is how you heal. Um, you said Mickey is how you heal? Yeah, he'll show up and like kind of hold up a hand and like cause like a blast of light that damages Heartless and heals Riku. <laughs> but what's actually. Hey, dude, I thought you were about to die, so don't do that. Fucking basically. But what's actually really neat is if you stack a uh, Mickey card and then two attack cards. They'll do this thing where, like, they go back to back and start, like, spinning around and just shooting out orbs of light out of, like, um, Riku's Soul Eater Batwing Batwing Sword thing and Mickey's Keyblade. But then, if you do that while you're in darkness mode, since Riku is in dark mode, uh, Mickey will still be shooting orbs of light. Riku will be shooting, like, a bunch of little balls of darkness. And it looks real neat. I am pretty sure that might not have been in the Game Boy version. They probably had to do something else. I would need to check. <laughs> but um, Riku like asks Mickey, like, dude, how are you finally here? And Mickey's like, you know, it's the darndest thing. This card just kind of appeared in front of me and, I was, and when I took a hold of it, I was able to see your heart. It brought me to you. It was almost like it wanted to be with you. And Riku's like, cool, I guess. And it's the card for Twilight Town because they had to get in there somehow. Did I? Whew. Okay, yeah, that's right. This is where my pictures end up being kind of out of order. Um, for your pictures, what? My pictures ended up being out of order. I got pictures for the thing that happens at the end of this world before getting the thing at the beginning of the world. Does not matter. Anyway, Riku goes into Twilight Town and is like, he like we don't even have the setup that Sora got where it was like, this is crafted from memories of the other side of your heart. <coughs> Excuse me. Riku's just like, where am I? What's this place? What's going on here? The and then this? the fuck are you? The fuck yeah, am I? Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's just in a pleasant little town instead of the forest. Um, uh, but Ansem shows up and uh, says that Riku will have to fight him alone. But Riku's like, dude, you're not even the real Ansem. And Ansem's like, oh, you had what? And um, Riku's like, you don't smell like Ansem. You smell like the person that was talking to me at the beginning of all of this. And so the this fake Ansem finally uh, just like lets his disguise drop, and he introduces himself. And it's a guy that I don't I don't like. This dude's an asshole. You're gonna see what I mean eventually. Um, he introduces himself as Diz, and I will type that spelling because it's fucking dumb. It's Capital D, lowercase i, capital Z. Why? There's a reason for it. The thing is that there's a reason for it spelled, being spelled like that. Um, You will not get that until the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 when we cover that game's like version of the Ansem reports. Because like uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, remember, had, had the Ansem reports. Uh, 2, Birth by Sleep, and 3 all have their own reports. <coughs> Right. And actually, 358 over two days also has something that we may or may not cover, because that one has a lot more of them. And 
No, there's something similar in Dream Drop Distance, but it's a different kind of thing, and we're not going to cover those because those are all just like giving you big explanations for things that you've already heard of by that point. Anyway, I say all that to say, you'll eventually find out why it's spelled capital D, lowercase i, capital Z. Wait, why, I, it's spelled, why it's spelled stupid? Oh, I promise you, it is the dumbest fucking thing. It's so stupid. I can't even, like, act. I can't accurately describe how stupid it is without spoiling it, so I can't tell you why right now. Just know that it's real fucking dumb. But anyway, um, Diz tells Riku that uh, Riku has a choice he's going to need to make. Um, also, I will go ahead and tell you, uh, in this game and in most of the other games, Diz is voiced by Corey Burton, who I know I've seen in a bunch of other stuff because his name sounds familiar, but I can't place it at the moment. Not the point, though. He's in Kingdom Hearts 2, because obviously it's not like he was going to be introduced here and then never show up again. Right. Uh, he's in he's in Kingdom Hearts 2, and he will be voiced by fucking Christopher Lee. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? This guy, Diz, with belts wrapped all around his fucking head and spelling his name stupid, is voiced by Christopher goddamn Lee. Motherfucker. Yeah. Um hey, Mr. Lee, why you why you voice a character with a stupid spelled name? They get some just shockingly big actors in some of these roles. Birth by Sleep has Mark Hamill and Leonard Nimoy in it. Oh nice. Yeah. I mean I can't tell you who they are yet, obviously. Gotcha. But, well, I mean, yeah. we know that, uh, well, and we also know that Sephiroth is voiced by freaking Lance Bass. Also that. I forgot about that. Uh, and of course, uh, isn't Haley, jo- and Haley Joel Osment is Sora, isn't he? Haley Joel Osment is Sora. Um, I feel like David Gallagher, I feel like the guy who voices Riku, David Gallagher, I feel like I've seen him in other stuff too, probably. David Gallagher, uh, um, not, I don't know about animated series, but I know that we used to, did you ever hear of a show on TV called Seventh Heaven? Yes, never watched it, but I know of it. David Gallagher was the one of the kids. Okay. Um, the I don't guy remember who... his character's name, but yeah, he was one of the kids on the show. Okay, that's right. Uh, Leon is voiced by fucking David Boreanaz, if you remember that shit. Seriously? Yes. Leon I is voiced by... I love David Boreanaz. Leon is voiced by Angel, dude. <laughs> okay, so really fun, uh, funny little side story. So for my, I don't remember if it was my mom's birthday or anniversary or present or something, but at some point, dad got her like an autographed picture of David Morianas as a gift. Yeah. Because again, you know, obviously she loved Buffy and Angel and I watched it with her. But so she has an autographed photo of David Morianas that she has in her office at work. Nice. And one of her, yeah, she has it in the office where she works. And one of their new, I think she was like one of the new receptionists or maybe just a new attorney up there, but... She walked into the office at one point and saw the picture and went and looked at mom and went, oh, is that your husband? (laughs) Mom was like totally dead. And she was like, yes. Yes, absolutely. It is. That is absolutely my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, she was a younger, she was a younger person too. So, you know, it's possible that maybe she didn't know Angel off the bat, but it's just, oh, that's, you know, mom's like, yeah, I've got, I've got an autographed picture of my husband in my office. Nice. God. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Snap back to reality. There well, goes gravity. Um, 
Okay, so that seems to be a trend with Kingdom Hearts that I'm noticing so far is the trend of, well, there goes gravity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Diz tells Riku that he he wants Riku to meet Naminé and that after he does, he's going to have a choice he needs to make. But, and you're going to notice this is the pattern with him. He does not give any explanation. He's just, I want you to choose. And Riku's like, what does that mean? And Diz is already gone. So fine. Fuck you, I guess. <laughs> fine. We don't want to talk to you anyway. Yeah. Um, instead, the next cutscene is at the mansion. If you remember that like big-ass house uh, where Sora fought Vexen and then Axel murdered Vexen. <laughs> oh, man. Kind of. Good time. I'll, I'll, recon- I'll recognize it when I go back to watch the episodes. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't super matter. It's just that's where it is. It's just that's the part of Twilight Time that it takes place at. Um, God bless us, everyone. We get, uh, again, one of the best ex- exchanges in this entire fucking series because Repliku shows up and, oh, man, he he says that he can tell that Riku isn't scared of, the, of his darkness anymore. And Riku's like, how can you tell? And Repliku says, because I'm you. And Riku says, no, I'm me. And then Repliku says, I'm me, he says it's like i got i got pictures because holy shit it's so good i love it so much it's so stupid Uh, (laughs) remembering this exchange warms my heart every time it's so stupid and good i love it it just me or does repliku look a little more buff than regular riku maybe but it's hard to tell if that's actually him being buff or if it's because his suit is like made out of muscle Kind of like a Batman like suit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It makes everything pop. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> after after all of after like some of <laughs> um after they have that, that could be exchange, the, that be the real um, one. <sighs> Riku or Repliku is mad at Riku for being real, where uh, while well, he's just a fake and empty, and he says that. He'll never be more than a shadow as long as Riku is around. So you have a fight. <laughs> Obviously, Riku wins. Uh, you finally get Repliku's enemy card, which means that he's dead. Um, they do it more dramatically in the PlayStation version, of course, where he's like lying on the ground as like he kind of just <laughs> melts into a puddle of darkness almost. He's just making a darkness angel. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Whereas in the Game Boy version, he was just kind of sitting there and like sort of blinking in and out. So, eh. Well, I mean, to be fair, they really, you know, you're limited graphics wise on the Game Boy. Exactly. So, yeah, they were working with what they had. Oh. They did their best. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Re- uh, Repliku has this epic emo moment. He goes, Death doesn't frighten me. Good riddance to a phony life. My heart was never real. I'm sure even what I'm feeling now is probably all fake. And Riku's like, well, what are you feeling? And Repliku goes, "What happens to a fake? Or what happens when a fake dies? One like me, where will my heart go? Does it disappear?" And Riku's like, "No, it'll go somewhere. Maybe to the same place as mine." <laughs> and Repliku's like, "A faithful replica to the very end. That's okay." <laughs> and then he's gone. <laughs> he's finally okay with the fact that he's a replica, and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy is gone. Oh my god. Uh, 
I don't even know how much time we have left, but I'm pretty sure we're just going to go ahead and finish. We have, let me look, we have uh, 11 minutes. Okay, yeah, whatever, we're close enough. We've got, like, one world left. Um, Riku meets Namine. <laughs> They're just hanging, the two of them are just hanging out in front of Sora's pod. He's like, why is Sora in there? What's going on? Um, they do the thing that I love where Namine's like, okay, so I guess I should tell you what's going on. And then it, like, cuts, or it, like, fades to black and then comes back in. And Riku's like, so that's what's going on. <laughs> ah, I just, I love it so much. It's a very good thing to see in movies and games and shit. Um, but switching to uh, the topic of Riku, Namine does say that um, Ansem, Ansem's darkness is still inside Riku. That much is true. And that it is entirely possible that he'll reawaken eventually and try to take over. But, just like how she's got Sora in a pod fixing his memories, she can put Riku in a pod and completely 100% seal away that darkness so that he never has to worry about it taking him over again. And Riku's like, okay, so what What would that mean exactly? And um, Namine says that if she seals away the darkness, that would also mean sealing away the memories associated with it. So basically, he would forget, like, everything since the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1, I guess. And Chain of Memories now, too, obviously. And Riku just kind of looks up at Sora. <laughs> and he decides to put Sora on blast for a minute, saying how, like, Sora has always just done whatever he wants. He always just goops off and slacks off and... Even when we were building a raft, I was the one that did all the work. And it's like, bitch, no the hell you were not, because I remember Sora gathering stuff for two days. <laughs> Although, in fairness, Riku probably did like 95% of the work. That much is true. Um, and he's like, you know what? When all of this is over, when, Riku, when Sora wakes up, I'm really going to give it to him. I'm going to chew him out for always being so lazy, and even now just taking a nap and lying down on the job. But... I can't do that if I'm asleep and if I forget. So, you know what? No th er, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not gonna... I'll, I'll deal with my darkness myself. <laughs> and that actually... Nominee is like, oh, cool. That, like... Basically, you can tell that's kind of what she was hoping he would, he would choose. Is, like, facing it himself. Um, mm -hmm. But she... <laughs> but he also uh, says that he knows he can trust Nominee because... He can tell that she's actually the one who helped him out against Zexion earlier. And instead of it really being Kyrie, she was just there disguising herself as Kyrie. Because if she went there as herself, it's like, who the fuck are you, basically? Um, and Nomina's like, oh, so how'd you know? And he's like, you and Kyrie smell the same. And kind of taps his nose. And it's like, all right. Sure, dude. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, so Riku walks out of that area because... I guess he doesn't want to hang out and watch Sora sleep. Um, Diz appears before him and Mickey. And, uh, geez, fucking Diz. Oh, my God. Uh, um, Mickey is like, is like, okay, so I guess you decided not to go to sleep. That's cool. And Mickey, er, damn it. And Riku's like, dude, do you know who this guy is? And Mickey's like, you know... I get the feeling like I've met him before, but I got no idea, dude. And in fairness, his face is like 90% covered in belts, which it probably wasn't whenever Riku, whenever Mickey met him. So there is that. 
Uh, so Riku does just straight up ask him, who are you? And I'm not even kidding. Diz's response is nobody or anybody. It all depends on whether you choose to believe in me or not. Thanks. Helpful. Love it. Thanks. Great. Thank you for that extremely informative and oh so helpful response. <sighs> Riku even is like, boy, you really like making pushing decisions on other people. <laughs> and and Diz is like, so anyway, I noticed you decided not to go to sleep. And Riku's like, yeah, so are you supporting me or are you abandoning me? And Diz says, that will be your choice as well. Fuck you. Fuck you entirely, Diz. I already hate you. Ugh. Um, but <laughs> he gives we don't actually get to see them wearing it yet. We will get to see that. Don't worry. You'll get to see you get to see this before this thing is over. He gives uh Riku and Mickey cloaks that like the organization members have been wearing, uh basically saying that like it'll kind of help shield them from the organization finding them, like kind of keep them off their radar or whatever. And also it'll protect their hearts from darkness or whatever. That's why the organization actually wears them is to keep from being devoured by the darkness, which is that part's cool. Um, we don't get to see them put them on just yet, but don't worry. We will get to see both of them wearing these stupid coats. He's got one tailored that's mouse size for Mickey. It's so good. But he also uh, gives... Riku a card for just straight up Castle Oblivion so that he can go on into the next floor and face Ansem. And fucking before they do, Riku tells Mickey um, that this is something he feels like he has to do on his own. So he tells Mickey not to come and help. Although, I mean, you're still going to have Mickey helper cards. So there's that, I guess. But um, he tells Mickey, hey, if I lose in there, though, and Ansem takes over, he tries to say, I want you to destroy me. But Mickey interrupts and is like, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll come and save you. All right. <laughs> and, um, have fun with that. Yeah. But they, they agree that, the, that they, they're both going to believe in each other and that everything is going to turn out fine. No matter what happens, they'll be there to help each other out. Oh, now see, look at that smile. Yeah. Protect this smile. Um, Riku, it's like an actual genuine smile, not like a smirk. That's cool. Yeah. Riku is like, thank you, your majesty. And Mickey's like, well, gosh, we're friends. You don't have to call me your majesty. And he's like, all right, thanks, Mickey. And at th in this moment, Mickey has officially adopted Riku. He is Riku's new father. I will hear no arguments against this, especially because it's not like we ever see any of their real parents from Destiny Islands. Holy shit. Ugh, I love it. It's so good. But anyway... Um, leaving that behind and going forward to face Ansem, Riku decides to remind us of the weird theme of smells again. He shouts, I can smell you, Ansem. Show yourself. And we're back to the smell kink. I don't... It's... It doesn't seem to come up like this outside of this game. Like, I think they... If I remember right, I think they make a few smaller references to it here and there. But it's never as big of a thing as it was in Chain of Memories Reverse Rebirth. I don't I don't know. It's so weird. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Ansem shows up and is like basically going through his whole spiel again about like, I'll take you over, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to use my full strength. <laughs> Excuse me. And Riku's like, Dude, I used your full strength against Sora, and Sora won. 
I am not impressed by you. And like, damn. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but, um, so yeah, it's, it's Ansem boss fight time. I have, I've got his enemy card around here somewhere. Hang on. There it is. Boop. His, the effects of his enemy card is called Slight Blind. Um, normally, obviously you can see the cards that you have and that you're stalking to make a slight, but normally you can also see the enemies. If they're stalking a few cards to make a slight, you'll be able to see that up top. Uh, with Slight Blind active, the enemy can't see the cards that you're making into a slight, which is the sort of thing that, like, feels like that doesn't work quite as well in a single-player campaign, especially getting it right here at the end like this. So, eh, because I don't actually know if, like, the bosses you can see kind of shuffle through their decks, but I don't know if the AI has the Heartless to that. So, I don't really see the point of Ansem's. Like, if this was a multiplayer kind of thing, and it kept the other player from seeing your cards, that would make sense. But, eh, I don't know. It's whatever. I'm kind of just nitpicking at this point. But, I love, I love another very good line here. Um, Riku gets his final slash in and says, this is the end. And then as Ansem's, like, fading away, he goes, this is hardly the end. <laughs> Excuse me. And I just, I love, like, the, them both saying it, like, That's differently. Not- like that. Like, Riku going, this is the end. And him going, nuh-uh. Yeah, no, you. Yeah. Um, uh, the alarm just went off. Do we just want to keep going? We're, like, in the final cutscene and then credits. So, yeah. Um, okay. Go ahead and just turn it off. <laughs> Literally. Well, no, it it uh, just went off, so I left it. I just left it off. Yeah, literally the ending here. Ansem says he'll be, I'll be back again someday, and like explodes into like just a huge tidal wave of darkness. And Riku or Mickey is like, "Gosh, Riku, I know you said not to ha- or not to help you out, but you don't mind me helping you just a little bit, just this once, right?" And like it helps, like basically he makes a flash of light, and the darkness is gone, and Riku's fine. Um. Who boy, we finally do get to see both of them in their cloaks uh, going outside. And Diz is out, is like in the field, oh, shit. standing at a crossroads. And he's like, you have two or there are two paths, ignoring the fact that, that the road also extends behind him. He goes, you can choose the road. Uh, he's got a he serious say? face on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's oh my goodness. Um uh, Yeah, um uh where is it? I'm trying to find the phrasing because it's dumb. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um Diz says that Riku needs to choose between the road to light and the road to darkness. And of course, like it shows one literally one path is like more shadowy and the other path, like the sun is starting to come up, so it's actually kinda like brightly lit. And Riku says, neither one suits me. I'll take the middle road. And Diz is like, ah, yes, the twilight or the twilight road to sunset. And Riku's like, no, it's the road to dawn. And then we get the credits. And smash the credits. Yeah, like I told you, we were very, very close. We do um, have a couple of uh, a couple of smaller shots that show up during the credits. Um, 
there is hang on do i have it where do i have it there it is a shot of okay um we get different things in the game boy version of the credits and the playstation version of the credits so actually i will do the playstation version first and then the game boy version um so one of the things that it shows is Riku and Mickey walking somewhere and Mi Riku like stops and kind of clutches his chest and then kind of like waves Mickey off like, no, no, I'm fine. It's okay. And then he gets up and they start walking again. So like, I'm sure that's fine. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's with a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking seriously. Um, okay. That's right. We get a few shots of our mystery blonde kid. In Twilight Town, walking around, phases pass, he takes this path and he's homebound. Axel shows up and, like, starts talking with him. And then we see a shot of them eating ice cream on the clock tower in Twilight Town. So, that's a thing. Couldn't they have picked any other color than white for these damn popsicles? Oh, it's like a light blue. I know, but I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, it... Doesn't show up. You know where my mind goes. Stop that. It doesn't show up quite as well here. Spoiler alert: We're going to see these popsicles more or more and more as the series goes on. Um, so like they, it, the blue in them shows up better in other games. And then we get like one shot of uh, Diz and Nominate just fucking staring at Sora's pod. I guess like supposed to be monitoring him as someone who's <laughs> clearly not definitely Riku. Walks up to join them. Totally not. Yeah, like, they cut his face off like it's supposed to be, ooh, a surprise, who could it be? But, like, that's clearly just Riku with slightly longer hair because time has passed. Like, I get that we're in Final Fantasy, but there's really not that many long, white hair, white or silver-haired pretty boys walking around. Exactly. That wouldn't, you know, immediately try to kill you, such as if, such as if it were Sephiroth. Yeah. Um, then there is a post credit scene. This is where it's actually different between the Game Boy and the PlayStation version, because the Game Boy didn't do any of the stuff that was showing up during the credits. We see our mystery blonde kid uh, in Twilight Town as uh, different lines of a poem kind of come and go. I'll just post all of the pictures of it at once, if it lets me. Hold on. Yep, too many. Gotta do them a few at a time. Mm. There it goes. Let me scroll up a little bit. And then I'll read the full poem once this next set posts. Okay, there we go. So yeah, it's showing all of these different shots as uh, lines of this poem are displayed on screen. It says, Beyond the path without you is a forgotten promise to keep. We may have walked side by side, but now, uh, but now we go on back to back. Hang on a second. I noticed a typo in my notes. There we go. But now we go on back to back. And though our paths may not cross... All paths are connected somewhere. When I arrive where you are, we may not appear to be as we were, but we'll make another promise to keep. And, like, I'm sure there's meaning to these little poems that it sticks at the end, but I don't know. <laughs> like, thematically, I can tell that it resonates with, like, stuff that's going to be going on later on, but otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> the Game Boy version is similar uh, just with a slight, or with the poem being worded slightly differently, and with it showing slightly different shots. So there are those. And okay, there we go. The uh, Game Boy version of the poem is "Walking this road without you to remake forgotten promises and meet you at road's end." 
And that's the end. I like the PlayStation one better. Yeah. And there we go. There's our end screen. <laughs> okay, but can we just appreciate how in that picture how much more buff Riku is compared to Sora and they're supposed to be like around the same age? Yeah, Riku is a year older and hot damn. I know, right? Alrighty, so that takes care of Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories, Reverse Rebirth. I wasn't quite sure if we would get it in one episode or two. Looks like we were able to do that in one, although it is a little bit longer. So there is that, but eh, not too much, so it's we're fine. Uh, did we get any questions on Twitter? I don't think that we did. Uh, we did not. Okay, uh, Casey asked one question preemptively before I posted the question post. So we will start with that. <laughs> okay, she you know, she asks, <laughs> and we kind of already answered. What do you think darkness smells like? She always pictured it as Axe body spray. <laughs> I stand by my the trash can after you clean out the fridge, but you don't take out the trash. Yeah, for a I days. will agree to that. And I'll also point out that there actually is one Axe body spray scent that I like. I don't have a very strong sense of smell, so I will take you at your word on that. Yeah, like I don't use the body sprays or anything, because that would be too much. But I actually do like the Phoenix, like for the deodorant and the shower gel. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like it smells good, but it's not like overpowering. And maybe it's because I don't use like the body spray, so it's not going to be overpowering. There's no, I don't think I'm going to be walking around with people's heads jammed up in my pits because if i did i think i'd have other I'm issues i'm not gonna judge you i mean riku might because apparently he's got a smell king I but do, yeah <sighs> but yeah no i stand by the trash can uh oh wait was that our only question uh no 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 wait we got one from sidemon um oh that's has, right. okay where's mick where's mickey and is he worth anything in your opinion from what you've seen so far yeah so where do you think mickey was during all that fucking time where he wasn't actually on screen when he would, like, call Riku and be like, hey, buddy, I'm on my way. Don't worry. Right, right. I would say, I don't know, part of me kind of wants to say maybe he was still trying to clean up any of the mess left over from the last game. I guess. Like, like maybe just trying to, like, clean up some Heartless that were, like, roaming around. Like, I imagine he was basically trying to do, like, damage control. Probably. In the rest of the game or, like, there. they did get separated. So we don't know exactly how. So my, my right. best guess is that he was probably still kind of in the realm of darkness looking for a way out. And that was when the card finally got to him and was like, hey, Riku's right there. <laughs> right, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, and is he worth anything in your... Uh, from what I've seen so far, I'm kind of... He's kind of still on the side slightly of royals that don't really do anything. Because so far, every almost every time we've seen him, he's come in at like the last minute. Yeah. We, after the heroes have already died, most of the stuff. Yeah, um, spoiler free, but we will start getting to see more of Michael the Mouse as uh, the series goes on. So there is that. Should not have gotten rid of Twitter. I'm going to need that for plugs. Okay. Uh, before we get into plugs, this is episode 12 of uh, Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth. And so uh, with, since next episode of it will be episode 13, which is, as everybody knows, a big number in Kingdom Hearts. I am we're not going to start Kingdom Hearts 2 just yet. I had something else that I thought about that I wanted to do. Aww. It's probably going to be a short episode. Um, there was... Kat, do you know what a V-cast is? What what is? V-cast. No. It's, exactly. It's not something that we had here. It was like... 
I'm, I think it was a kind of phone that they had in Japan for a while. Uh, there was a non-canon Kingdom Hearts V-Cast game that has oh. basically been lost to time because it was back in like 2005. Uh, they don't even have V-Casts anymore. Apparently, I guess just nobody saved the actual data for the game. There are like, they found partials of it. So you can find like, the first level on YouTube. Uh, so mainly I'm just going to be reading from the wiki page as far as the plot summary, but I don't, all I know of it so far, because I wanted to save actually like looking more into it until after this episode is that it is somehow a non-canon game that starts off with Sora, Donald and Goofy going to sleep in their gummy ship and then Sora waking up on some new-ass place called Swordman Island. And, like, hmm. every now and then it cuts to Maleficent watching him through an image in her cauldron? <laughs> I don't know. I've been wanting to, like, get into it and see what exactly this is for a while now. So, uh, if you're cool with it, I've decided that's what episode 13 of Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth will be, is talking about whatever the VCast game was. Okay, I think that'll be cool. Cool. So, yeah, y'all look forward to that. Like I said, it's non-canon, so whatever batshittery they have, don't even worry about, oh, well, what's this going to mean going forward? Because apparently, nothing. <laughs> the series has not acknowledged that this exists. I didn't even know about it for a good while. I forget how I first found out about it. So, but yeah, so that's that's what that'll be. Um, so that said, we can go ahead and go into the plugs. Um, I'll start with Nero, as always. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher. They have this, obviously, and another podcast uh, recapping the Netflix She-Ra and the Princesses of Power called Podcast of Power, uh, which is at Podcast of Power. It's both are both are good. Shira is good and the podcast is good, so y'all should check both of those out. I can be found at Marshmallow, which is spelled like marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. And you can also find me at dad underscore tastic, where I usually remember to post dad jokes. And then of course, as always, you can find me on Kingdom Hearts Off Weeks with Nero and Steven doing Disney Minus, of course. Uh, the upcoming movie is actually going to be my pick, so we'll be doing an extremely goofy movie. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we'll be recording that when this goes up. So I assume it was yep. probably fun. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's an extremely goofy movie. We know it's fun. Right. Even though we don't have Powerline, we still get some good stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So y'all have fun. I don't, I, I don't know why I feel so weird ending it this time, um, but... Yeah, that's that's Chain of Memories. And Chain of Memories Reverse Reverse. Peace out. Until next time where we talk about non-canon stuff.